Yeah, we back. We what back. up? What up, people? What's up, Tease? I see you out there in the Love comments. It. Go ahead, Tease. Straight No Chase of the podcast. We back once again. Basically, we three or four dudes that's just trying to solve everybody's problem one drink at a time. That's what we're trying to do. This is going to be kind of special because I don't know if we've had this lineup just yet. Right now, it's just the Cook and Rook show. We got Oxy coming. Cross my fingers. Cage is going to be here. Right. But for right now, Rasheem holding it down. Fam calls me Ra. And back to my man with the plan and all that good stuff. John, fire, Ali. There you go. There you go. I don't need to introduce myself then. Yeah. Just to see, I don't, I think we have done the Cook and Rook thing. We appreciate you. Please uh, like, share, subscribe to this show. Uh, tell your mama about us. We appreciate all the listening and all the other good stuff. Uh, you can also send us emails to straightnochaser23 at gmail.com. We do read all them emails. Anyway, so we try to ease into things, trying to figure out two things. First of all, Ra, what are you drinking? I'm doing it um, real chill today. I got me a little Allagash White. I like okay. The, I like the wheat beer. I like the wheat beer. It's refreshing. As you should. As you should. I, uh, for those who know me, I mean, um, this is sangria. I make my own sangria and I make it by the jar. Eh, it's summertime. There's few things better than chilled wine. That's just my perspective. Salute. Chin chin. Exactly. I feel like every time somebody falls off the call, we should have a drink. We should. Anyway. And, and then every time someone pops back in. Another one. We should take another swig. What's going another. on, Nicole? How you feeling? I exactly. like it when the people talk to us in the comments. We want to make sure we recognize the folks. Absolutely. Holla at us in the comments. Who are we without you? We need the people. I'm with that. So while we wait for the people to talk and do their thing, um, we have a quick little icebreaker question for those of us. Maybe you're new to the show, new to the podcast. It's all good. We got to ease into the convo. So, Ra, I'm going to spring this on you. This might be coming from left field. Yeah. What was your favorite cartoon as a child? I got different eras of favorite yep. cartoons. Like when I was like elementary school, getting up in the morning, um, what's going on, Roger? I see you out there. What's going on, Jen? I see you. My favorite cartoon, Roger said G.I. Joe. In the morning when I was getting up for elementary school, right? it was Garfield. It was Garfield the cat. I like some, not Garfield, um, Heath, Heathcliff. Okay, okay. Cat, Heathcliff. Garfield was the, the, the comic strip. Heathcliff had his own little, he had the little, little cat. Every, right. I like that. And then when I got a little older, let's say middle schoolish, I was digging GI Joe. I was right. digging Voltron. I was He Man. Yes. But the top of all tops. Right. Thundercats. Fair. I want to say that, like, I know that there's been a He Man remake on Netflix. Yeah. It was fire. I saw I, that. I gotta watch that. I, it was I, dope. I, I heard it was dope. I want to say, was there a Thundercats one that they like remade it? You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've seen that. I haven't seen it, but I feel like I've seen, you know, articles about it. Hey, I don't know about the... Um, I have to check I on used it. To, I used to watch the little Inspector Go-Go Gadget, whatever. Jennifer Dyson like Inspector Gadget. That was she dope. also likes the He-Man, too. So, you know, we shall but, see. We shall see. What was yours? What was yours? I mean, I'm similar to you. You know, when I was a little kid, I really, really loved, like, we would get uh, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, Darkwing Duck, Dark and my Duck. man... Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Scrooge McDuck. Oh, man. Scrooge McDuck heavy. I can't remember. What was it called? DuckTales. DuckTales, yeah. DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Chippendales, Rescue Rangers, like back to back to back right after school. That mm -hmm. was a lick back in the day. I love that. Eating a little Top Ramen, chilling, watching cartoons. I wish I could go back to those days when I was a little kid. 
But then when I got older, I dare say my favorite cartoon was Heavy Metal. You ever seen Heavy Metal? Not at all. Not a day in my life. I'm not going to give it away, but it is a fairly adult cartoon. Came out in the 80s. Kind of has like a very uh, adults only oriented cartoon. Check that out. Heavy Metal. It's not my recommendation, but check that out. Now, if we talking adult cartoons. I mean, that was my favorite back in that time. For me, South Park. Hilarious. Takes the cake. Agreed. And then when they did their whole South Park, the movie. Right. Messages all over the place. Yeah, man. I wonder why they didn't do another one with, with like uh, Satan had a dildo or something like that. It was crazy. Satan was not going to get all. He, he, he Happy uh, uh, Pride Month. Satan was gay. In, right, in, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of. In South Park. Happy Pride Month. Everybody out there that's celebrating or partaking, whatever you may be doing. Yeah, enjoy yourselves. Have fun. There you go. Listen. The first one I want to talk about is something that's been kind of irking me since I saw the little stuff come out via the um the, the IG sphere. Right. That, that Monique and DL Hewley beef. Right, right, right. Who's wrong? Who's right? Uh, see, oh geez. I mean, for those who might not be aware, been under a rock or whatever, Monique had a stand-up show. Monique and DL had a stand-up had a show. show together, yep. And Monique came out, flamed on D.L. Hughley because she said that he kind of pulled a power move and tried to be the headliner of the show instead of Monique being the headliner of the show. And, and I've been in this, whole I've been doing this for 40 years. Right. I don't open for nobody. Exactly. My, my contract says that you know, I'm the headliner. And queen of comedy. Yeah, I'm the queen of comedy. Right. And, and Janice talking about she was out of pocket. And she was like, this is something called him out, question his sexuality, everything, talk about his family. Right. She was wrong for that. I'm of the opinion if you have a beef and you are mad about it, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know if she actually approached DL and he, you know, didn't listen to her or they, you know, I don't know all of that. But if she feels like she got something to say, I feel like she, she can say it. She's earned that. But when she brought his kid into it, I feel like that was a little dirty. According to DL, she didn't even say nothing to him. She just got on stage. She, she, she actually, she he, according to DL, she tried to pull an old comedian trick and just not go on. Oh, wow. Because if the later you go on and it kind of feels like you right. headlining because you, you stalled out the show. And Christina's talking about she don't know how many more bridges she has to burn. But yeah, she tried to stall out the show and then got on there, talked dirt about him. Man. And, then, and then all of a sudden, was like, well, show me your contract. And then he posted the contract. Right. I'm the headliner and everyone is performing pretty much because I'm allowing it. It gets deep into like legalese. And this is why I'm not that, you know, up on lawyers. I'm not a big fan of lawyers for this exact reason, because like one was a memorandum of understanding or, you know, some kind of legal term. And the other was an actual signed contract or vice versa. And like both of them were not necessarily wrong. Monique was wrong. For if there was a misunderstanding, she could have handled that completely differently. By putting it in public like that, you take it to a whole different level. And, you know, she was at, she's out of pocket, like from somebody. What, from what I thought I understood, what I saw was an agreement between the promoter and DL. Right. For me, that supersedes everything. KG in the house. Hey, Jizzle. KG, you got a drink? Well, you know me. Casa Noble Tequila. Resposado. You know there you me. go. We about to hop off this DL and, and Monique beef and then go into something else. You got anything you want to say about how out of pocket she is, how she burned bridges with everybody she done kicked it with. 
she tried to weaponize womanhood and they they treating the black woman bad out of pocket any thoughts on that she trifling what's next <laughs> <laughs> Done okay deal. okay so next for the trifling piece then jada did her red table talk mm. right to talk about the slap uh-huh her around the world and vivica had a response to jada's response to the slap right vivica sat up on this show i think it was the wendy show everyone is kind of like i guess co-hosting because wendy's on her way out literally and she was sitting there boohooing talk not boohooing but holding but choking back tears um the actress in her because she's so close to the smiths mm. she, she was just so upset that jada didn't take responsibility because will was defending her honor Right. And, and Jada's response was pretty much was like, oh, well, we need both of these men and we hope that there could be healing and and let's let's focus on on kumbaya and all that good stuff. Right. Which is what she should say. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's what she should say, but go ahead. Are you asking the question? Are you saying that you think that Vivica was full of BS? Take it where you want to take it. Take it where you want to take it. Take it where you want to take it. I have a problem with me going someplace. I mean, so, that's only when you do the shady, shady uh, no, it's not uh comparison. Shady. Hey, man, go left, go left. It don't it's, matter. No more. It's never shady. It's never, it's because you don't understand it. It's, it's something totally different. But I'll say this. I think Vivica was speaking her truth. My impression of her response to Jada was she thought Jada was full of crap. And Jada is a pot stirrer. Vivica is also a pot stirrer. Why is Jada a pot stirrer? What does she do? What does she do? What does she do? Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, she did, people she didn't fantasize about She's fantasizing about Tupac with her little girl. Her whole her whole essence of what she, she definitely had a little, what does she call it? A uh when she banged on boy. I mean, right. I, I, okay. Yeah, we need we don't we don't even need to rehash all of that. I feel you. Go ahead. You know what I mean? She and, and then she got this dude on her show, her husband on the show, to listen to her kind of talk about all the like to rehash this whole situation. Listen, I'm not saying that people don't have their side pieces and do what they do. It is what it is for them and whoever else. However, when it go public and it went left quick, real quick, she has a it's, she's a perpetual habitual line stepper. Shout out to Dave Chappelle, and Charlie Murphy. Charlie, I think stepper. all she is doing is just giving her side of things. Like people ask her questions or whatever the case is, she is honestly answering them questions. People got a lot of animosity for Jada that to me is misplaced, but whatever. I, I don't know animosity. I, Saying that she's a clout chaser or whatever you just said. I, none I mean, of that. None of that really matters with, with, for me with regards to what, what just happened with her response, her Red Table Talk response. Before I get to that, shout out to Shanae. Shout out to Christina. Thank y'all for kicking it with us. Jay. Jay High's back in the house. Selena. Dr. Smith is with us. My thing about it is her comments was exactly what I, I do think. I don't think Vivica was BS with her comments, with her critique. Jada was self-righteous. Like she had nothing to do with it. She reminds me of a, of someone who instigates a fight between two people and be like, y'all should just get along. Mon you just instigated the fight. You call her monkey? I didn't say monkey. He was about to say another. Oh, another. Multisyllable curse word. I, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. I, I thought I was at, on the clarity. Yeah, for me, Jada, Jada in a look instigated that. Whether she knew she was going to instigate that particular action, Will ain't a mind reader. Hold on a second. Will ain't a mind reader. He's right. not going to be able to read her mind to determine what that look was. But because of the space that he was in, that pushed him up on that stage. To I'm sorry, fellas. Down. That is totally Will Smith. What she needed to say was, 
you know what? I'm disappointed that it happened. I'm sorry it went down. I wish it never went down like that. We are working on ourselves to make sure that we are a better couple in a unit, regardless of what else is going on around us. That's what her, her response should have been. Instead of be like, oh, we need both of these men and we what hope the- they can heal. You need to be a part of that healing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like people are putting too much responsibility for Will Smith's actions on Jada Pinkett Smith. Will, Will, has been, Will has been chasing her to get her approval. And whose fault is that? Whose responsibility is that? That's Will Smith's fault. That's well, not on Jada. No, there should, there should be some level of awareness on yeah. Jada's part to she's know what she's dealing with. His actions. No, no, about, no, no, no. It's not about his actions per se. It's about her knowing her spouse and being a helpmate. Like they're supposed to help each other. And in that moment, she did not help that man prevent himself from looking like a fool in global television. Like mm-hmm. he took a moment that should have been glorified for him. Like that Oscar that he that he has right now mm-hmm. is forever tainted. He is forever tainted. He was both a winner and a loser all in the same night. I think he lost more than he won. Yep. Woo. Okay. Yep. It's not Jada's fault. That's all I'm saying. It ain't her Who fault. Contributes to it. It ain't her fault. But she's acting like she is blameless, and that's what, what I don't like. You know what else is not somebody's fault? Lori Harvey, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Woo. A real quick recap. KG, you know all about this, right? I do. Okay, good. Because, you know, sometimes you might be, you know, those who might not know, Michael Jordan, Lori Harvey, a Hollywood it couple, I feel like that's fair to say, mm-hmm. uh, broke up. Michael B. Jordan is 35 years old. Lori Harvey is the, is she the stepdaughter, half-daughter, whatever? Daughter, stepdaughter that was adopted by Steve Harvey. She's the daughter of Steve Harvey. Mama's fine. Spectacular. And really, not nearly enough attention is paid to Marjorie Harvey, but we're gonna have to devote another show to that anyway. Straight Lori said allegedly, is Lori fine to you too? I would say so. I'll, I'll, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, okay. Lori's fine too. I just wanted to make sure, like mama, like daughter. Okay, yeah. okay, Jeans, she ran in the family. I'm not even gonna straight, get into all that, but straight, all no, say, straight no chisels. Up, and allegedly, Lori broke up with Michael B. Jordan because he wanted to take the relationship further, allegedly get married. And Lori Harvey was like, I'm not with that. You can go your own way. And then by the end of the week, Michael B. Jordan was sitting at the bay, uh, the NBA playoff game looking very sad, having that that real vacant look in the eyes. Real quick before we get into this. What up, Cassie? I feel like people are putting way too much emphasis on his appearance at a basketball game because to me, after you've gone through a heartbreak or a bad ending of a relationship or whatever the case is, I feel like you would not necessarily go in public until you're really, really ready to go in public. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think people, I don't think most people can relate to this dude because this dude's a superstar. He's a Hollywood superstar. And he got he had two choices. He could continue to hide. Well, I'm, I'm going to use the phrase. He could continue to hide or he could go out in public and meet this head on. He going to be all right. You know, there's plenty of women that, that he'll, he'll encounter that may not be like this one. Because she didn't need none of his money. She wasn't chasing the clout. She got her own, she had her own steam for show. So, you know, he he he'll be fine. She'll be fine. He's probably hurt. You know, he's probably what I mean, he genuinely probably was in love with this individual because she didn't need anything from him. And it's a different type of relationship when someone doesn't need you for something and it's strictly about who you are, what you bring, like what what essence you bring into the dynamic. It's less about what tangible things you bring to the table. So He'll be all right. She will be too. And they may, you never know. They may reconnect in the future. Hey, he may find something better. I mean, so, sometimes you don't know what's out there for you because you keep 
you're holding on to something that ain't for you. So he may find something better. Let me read through a, a comment that I saw on the interwebs. And then, and sisters, we I want to I want to get y'all responses in the comments because we're gonna call on your your responses. And, and this brother says y'all are confused. And when Michael B. Jordan was doing the most and giving Laurie the world, y'all was like goals. That's a real man. He knows her worth, etc. But then she denies his marriage proposal, and y'all are okay with that. <laughs> so y'all are cool with a woman getting the treatment of a wife, being courted and uh, and love like the one. But if she's if she isn't ready to commit, then she should she shouldn't accept it. Uh, that's toxic. Michael B. Jordan was in it for what was real. She was in it for the attention. Don't be narrow minded, ladies. If you raise your son to be this type of man and this happened to him, y'all feel so Lori Harvey just created a whole savage. That's what a brother said. Lori, Lori, yeah. so, you know, and then, hold on a second. Then I saw another post that was talking about how he Yo. did everything he was supposed to do. And she said, no. What type of justice is that in the world? I feel like people are ascribing the man's behavior and everything else to what this woman was doing. That's on him. If he did everything he was supposed to do, what if she just don't want to be married? What if it has absolutely nothing to do with him? You know but what I'm you, saying? But you know, a woman is quick to be like, you wasted my time. This is true. These same women talking about true. you wasted my time. <laughs> and but now, and Jen Jen Jennifer's talking about F out of here. I mean, come on now. Y'all be the same ones. Be like, oh, I, I was with you for a whole year and a half. You just yeah, wasted maybe, my time. Did, did, Lori, mean, did Lori waste Michael B. Jordan's time? No, she no, did not. She did not. I, I think the women who say that are wrong, too. It's not a wasting time. You you learn something from all of those relationships, hopefully. Right. You learn what you want in the future or what you don't want in the future. But sisters and don't typically say that. I mean, what? I feel like when he made it plain, he was like, if, if this is what is alleged to have happened, when he made it plain, like, I really want to be with you. I want to marry you, whatever, you know. And she just simply did not feel the same. She told him that they split. I mean, what else can we do? It was only like a year or whatever. If you ask someone to marry you and they say no, it should be over. Because we're clearly looking at this in completely different different ways. Like, right. I'm looking at it like, I'm, I'm feeling this way. You don't feel this way. Uh, we might want to just Quit. I agree. Listen, yeah. Tina Cole telling me to stop it. Tina Cole, y'all know women out there wasting time, just like Nicole uh, Cameron said. Women out there wasting poor little uh, Michael. What was he? Willis in the um, Wilford. What was his name in, in in the Wire? I can't remember. Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? Wasting little Wallace, Wallace time because that, if you talk about that. marriage and rings, right? You know they got this show, Marry at First Sight, and then they have little marriage counselors, right? Little people little experts in relationships that be um, talking people through how to get the best out of their love. You know who the new person going to be? Devin Franklin, formerly married to Megan Good. Mm. Brother wrote a whole book about the weight. You Talk know, about fumbling. How, how, how they weighted in terms of celibacy. Oh, mm. And then, mm. but, the, but the book was about finding the love of your life mm. so you can have a life of love. And now he's the the relationship expert. Hey, they say those that can do, those that can't teach. teach. Do y'all think it makes sense to have this man newly newly divorced coaching anybody? Let me speak for the divorce people. Come on, get it. Who better to like say this is very reminiscent of some stuff that I experienced when things were going bad than that person that knows, you know, maybe y'all shouldn't really be together you know people tend to try to make people fit sometimes things just don't fit and it takes that person that's already been there 
to try to clearly frame things correctly. I feel like having a divorced person on a marriage-minded show is intelligent. I mean, half the marriages end up in divorce, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Being divorced doesn't take away his expertise in that field. Mm-hmm. If he's only solely providing his life experience, then I think you can call in the question, you can get somebody more effective and more credible than him. But if he's written books, he's done the studies and did all the work, the, 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 the collegiate work or the studies or whatnot, it'd be fine. It is what it is. Look, there's, there's not so much to do about nothing. Oh, so that, that's it? The conversation's I mean, over? Not necessarily. No, of course not. Sounds like y'all ended it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm good. I feel like he should be on the show. I feel like he's probably got a very good perspective. But let me just say this. I actually think it is a good thing to have somebody who's been through it and can help help them identify. You know how some people are when they in love, they can't see the pitfalls. And if you got someone to be like, hey, 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 what she just did is a pitfall. Him, you just had a baby and he want to stay out all day and stay out all night and not do that. That's a pitfall. And either y'all rectify that, counseling, pray on it, do all of that or set yourself up for um, a separation because y'all can't sustain them pitfalls in long-term relationships. I think, I think it's valuable. I think when it comes to relationships, people go into the candy phase. They think mm-hmm. that candy phase is going to last forever. But it's not. do you think that people on the show are going to be asking him more about his relationship? Cause if it was me, I'm like, man, but what you talking about, tell me about Megan. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, I don't think they're gonna have people like you on Married at First Sight. Would you ask him? Would you ask him about Megan? I wouldn't be on Married at First Sight. I wouldn't be on that show. Either. I would I, ask I, him about Megan. That, I, I wouldn't like, be on Married at First Sight. I would hey. not want to be on that show. No, of course not. That's so. That's the premise of that show is not very. It's not. It's not. That's none. None of our style. I, mean, I think it's a ridiculous concept. Yeah, I don't. And I don't know if he fumbled Megan as oh, much. She as, ain't. She ain't with him. As much as Megan was like, she put a Lori Harvey. I'm straight. She's like, I'm she's, good. Like, oh. she's like, you know what? I can't, I, can't do, I can't do this good girl role for you, preacher. I need to. I need to be. I need to do this show. That's going to have me. The streets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she wanted to back be in the, the streets, street. but I think she wanted to flaunt. You know, she getting a little older. She may not be able to hold on to it too long. So she wants to flaunt that sexiness. And that might cause a division in the family in terms of convictions. Absolutely. So no division I, I, think, I, think, I think she was like, I got to shoot the deuces. If it's meant to be, you can always circle the block. Try it again. There's no rule against that. Megan Good, holler at me. I want to pray with you. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Now we got to have a recommendation for the people. Just anything books movies science whatever you know what i'm saying got a little something yeah i was gonna say that um you know we we, we we're going into the summer season i'm gonna suggest that you all go to the website for your local community college and find their classes because i guarantee you they're gonna have a class or something that you really 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 enjoy for the cheap a couple hundred dollars maybe even free so if you want to do photography, you want to learn how to create podcasts, you want to do graphic design, maybe culinary arts, these community colleges in, in your neighborhood got something that's going to help add to your toolbox of skills. So my recommendation is hit up a community college that you would you have residency in because that's what will keep it cheap. And then um, go take you a little four or five, six week class over summer. Hmm. Like, so that. like someone that, that does not, the kids not left the house. What'd you say? 
spoken like someone who has no kids in the house right now. <laughs> yeah. Listen, for those who can do it, do it. For those right. who have to who have to negotiate with with other adults in the house, then negotiate. Negotiate. You know? Right. I, mean, I got a full time gig that keep me running and I'm writing books and I'm, you know, working on photography and doing a podcast. You got to find time to do what you want to learn. Find time. I feel you. I feel you. Big facts. Well, my recommendation for the people is twofold. So if you are into books, reading books, audio books, real books, there's an app called Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. You will need to be a library card holder, but this app allows you to get books virtually if you have a library card. So if your local library has a card, you pair it up with this app, you're able to see books, read books, especially for free. So check it out. The book that I will want you to recommend that I recommend for the for the summer summer read would be Green Light by Matthew McConaughey. I found this book to be an outstanding, inspirational read. I did the audio version. So great book, great messages. And I think you'll walk away inspired, motivated, and really looking at life a little bit differently and thinking about the moments where that can be a little stressed, but ultimately it can be some green lights, meaning they progress you forward to the next best thing that's happening in your world. So Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey, the Libby app, L-I-B-B-Y. Cool, cool, cool. Um, my recommendation, I believe everybody should learn a different language or a couple different languages. Jump on Duolingo. I've been on there for a good little while. I'm trying to teach myself Spanish. It's going oh, to take a long time. See, si, see. Si. But you get on Duolingo. You can put in, you know, five minutes, seven minutes, little lessons where you got time while you're laying in bed. And it's cool. You know what I'm saying? ¿Qué pasa? Uh, como estas? Oh God, no! Muy bien. <laughs> que pasas? What's up, man? I know, I know. Que pasa? Uh, there's another word for it too, but I'm on the intro. But nonetheless, check out Duolingo. CC, BNB, and me, amigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once again, straight no face of the podcast is in production with Dana Bingham Guanilio of Makeda Filmworks. And the original theme music was produced by Midnight Michael. Once again, we appreciate you all. And that is about a wrap. Peace. Peace.